So, Halloween's coming up soon. Oh, I know. I don't know what I'm going to... I haven't even picked out a costume yet. <sighs> yeah, I know. Same. I... I found this really cool dress when Kate was here visiting at the thrift store, which uh-huh. gave me total like dark shadows vibes. So oh, okay. I was thinking about like being a dark shadows vampire, but that's like really esoteric and I'm not sure it will like wow the children when they come trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, Kale's gonna do uh Michael Myers again because that was a huge hit last year, as you saw. Nice, yep. But um, I was trying and he's, to think And he's of, the right size. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they loved it. So I was thinking of trying to come up with a iconic horror character for myself, but me being short and stout, it's it's kind of hard to think about. So he, he suggested hmm. maybe Leprechaun, which I... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, you kale. Um, but no, now that I'm looking at this list of 90s horrors, m- horror movies, uh, maybe Chucky would be a good one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, actually, it probably wouldn't be super hard to pull off. No, I mean, I'm sure that like every kid knows who's who Chucky is. Yeah, so. yeah, they've done a few um reiterations since mm-hmm. since those days. That's an idea. Uh, kids oh. are really into Five Nights at Freddy's, this uh video game series. But oh. that would mean I would have to build like a furry costume, which I I don't know if my skill level <laughs> is there, but it would be good for mm. the portfolio. So that's a tricky one. The Chucky one would be would be pretty fun though. Yeah, I just like a... thought about that. It might <laughs> it might be a really good one to do. Honestly, I'm I'm like the right height for it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you still have a little time to pull to something think about together. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I usually I I know exactly what I want to do like months ago, but this year not so much. I haven't even made a Halloween prop yet, and that's very disappointing to me. Boo! <laughs> I know my public is waiting. I was outside uh, <laughs> photographing things for my Etsy shop that I started recently, and like this group of little kids came up to me. They're like, "Oh, you're you got Halloween stuff out when you when you put your decorations out." It's like, oh, probably at the end of the month. And they're like, okay, good. So, Because you're the only cool one who does it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, the buzz the buzz is going around. So you're, you're, you're definitely like the cool house in that whole oh, area. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Kale, Kale was talking to a HOA representative the other morning. He actually started off the conversation by bitching about how early – the lawn crew gets started in the morning, which kind of offended the HOA board member. And then he smoothed out the situation, and uh, the HOA, he, Kale's like, well, we're the Halloween house. And he's like, oh, I know. And he's like, I was actually talking to somebody else in the neighborhood that said they were going to try to compete with you guys. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kale's yeah? Kale's like, oh, well, they can try. They can they can borrow some of our stuff if they want. You're going up against <laughs> the big dogs? That's right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, God, I didn't even do an intro. Well, welcome to Under the Pendulum. I'm Chris, here with Heather. Hello. And uh, unfortunately, Kate can't join us, but it's okay. We're kind of going to be doing just another impromptu one. And um, I guess we've already alluded. We're no. going to be talking about 90s horror pop culture. Pop, perp, pop yep. culture. Pop culture. Perp culture? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be so much to talk about. Um, where I don't even know yeah. where, we, where we start. We were wee bairns in the 90s, and uh, we were a horror household, thanks to our mother. Mm-hmm. So. Much to the chagrin of the rest of the family. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she cultivated lifelong weirdos, which, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not complaining about it. This is why we do this show. That's right. <laughs> it all comes down to this. Yeah, I mean, so I guess, you know, recently we've talked about, well, you you and Kate did another Tales from the Crypt episode, and yep. then we did a Stephen King mm-hmm. one. Yep. So, yeah, I guess, like, a maybe a good place to start might be kind of some, some films. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's so funny because I was, you know, kind of looking through a list to kind of just refresh myself, and... Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Misery was actually a 
a 90s film. I thought it came I out think in it was the like late 80s. 1990. When it, 90s came with a bang with that movie. Yes, yes. And that's one I rewatch quite often. If I see it's on, I'm like, ooh, it's misery. Yeah, it's man, it still holds up. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. think Kathy Bates won Academy Award for that, didn't she? She was either nominated. Or I think she. I think she might have won. I, I don't really, yeah. really recall now. But man, fantastic yeah. performance. Also in ninety, um, less critically acclaimed was it. Mm, for good reason. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, uh, I mean Tim Curry's the ultimate iconic scary clown of course and it's Mm -hmm. the only saving grace of that miniseries but (laughs) fantastic performance you know i and i I don't i don't remember if we talked about this on the stephen king episode but that one was kind of a bummer because it actually started out strong i thought like the the kids part agreed i thought it was actually pretty good and then when we got to the adult you know uh next half it was just kind of where it took a big old shit this is where it went wrong. Why is he so mean? <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think they're thinking about trying to uh, do like a reboot of Misery or sort of like a another one. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I well, don't know how that's going to go. Unneeded. Because they want to, but... I think what they're going to try to do is bring it into like a more, you know, uh, a modern newer setting. audience, yeah, more modern setting. So, but I mean, I, come on, she lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere. She wouldn't have a phone anyway. She would be one of those like backcountry people still today. I feel like the character of Annie Wilkes. Yeah, I mean, I think what they're trying to do is sort of like the way, like online fanaticism. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like take that angle, which sure. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's like a small part of it, but, you know, if that's going to be a big crux, I feel like that's just going to kind of negate from, you know, I don't know, just yeah. what makes that the book and the film so great, you know, it's because it's it's not really about how she's how she's stalking him or how long she's been kind of obsessed with him, you know. No, it's the aftermath of that and how she is an opportunist and takes advantage of of the situation at hand. Yeah, so I don't know. I it seems yeah, like I I agree with you. I think it seems needless, but you know, I guess well, since they're... since the '90s, there's always been been these reboots that they always want to try to like capture lightning in a bottle. They've been doing it forever. It just seems more prevalent now. I guess I don't yeah. know. Which is Ugh. kind of funny about '90s horror films in general is you know like we do get we did get a lot of these really interesting new kinds. But it was mm-hmm. also a lot of trying to capture like the horror icon slasher genre of the of the seventies and eighties, right? Especially the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, need we say more beyond the psycho reboot that they did in the nineties where they recreated that movie shot for shot. However, they did uh add the uh, with- uh, Norman Bates jerking off in the in the uh, hole in the wall scene. It was Which with was, Vince Vaughn, right? It was Vince Vaughn, yeah, uh, and Anne Heche, uh, R.I.P. Was what? So was Psycho Two? Was that in the eighties? Was that it also sure in the nineties? Uh, okay, I was Toasted hoping it was in the nineties. Sandwiches, baby. Just like Mom used to make. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, you know, I'm gonna confirm this, but I'm pretty sure Psycho Two was in the eighties still. I mean, oh, so it's gonna be out of our purview in the for this episode. But if anybody hasn't seen Psycho Two, boy oh boy, it's it's worth a watch. It's just so bad. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Eighty three. <laughs> oh wow, actually that was a lot. Yeah, it's pretty early. Thinking. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, well, another nineteen ninety movie, which is of note, I think, would be uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, okay. So, so would you consider that horror? Uh, well, I think it's like horror adjacent, I would say just because of like, the what else would you categorize it as, right? Would it be, I mean, family, sure, but it's definitely not in line with most family films. I don't know. Yeah, it's, 
it is kind of one of those interesting ones because you know it's like in, in the 90s you had a lot of horror thriller adjacent movies sort of like seven or um yeah yeah or, or silence of the lambs yes um, but yeah with that one i don't know because it's like partly romance yeah man that's yeah that's a tough one i i, I wouldn't have thought that one is a horror movie, but it's definitely in that in that wheel well, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's like kids horror. Like it's not necessarily horror horror, but I think horror fans appreciate that one, I would say, more than like your average like family movie fans. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's definitely not a, a Disney type thing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that actually makes sense. Like you had mentioned, you know, before we were started, um, that night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of horror adjacent. Horror fans love it. Um, yeah, but not not because it's actually a horror film. No, but it it does have like jack o' lanterns and skulls and you know dead things and body parts and it, you know all the little things that. I don't want to say normies, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that word comes to mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Posers. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm one of those Nightmare for Christmas people. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I too, still yeah. get shit tons of Nightmare for Christmas gifts every year for Christmas. You know, it's just, I watched that movie probably like 200 times the year it came out. I don't know. It, it was just kind of on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's funny, right? Because like we, when we think of horror, it's always your pretty, pretty basic horror style. But you know, they, mm-hmm. I guess it's all the offshoots that we really don't think about. You know, it's like horror comedy yeah. is always really great. It's yes. never usually terrifying or scary or, or unsettling mm-hmm. for the most part. But uh, yeah, I guess you do have those other horror films that are. You know, it, it's debatable that they're horror, but, you know, yeah, they always have those elements. And I guess it is the the demographic that it's popular with that kind of keeps it yep. there. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> you know, another interesting thing about the 90s, too, with horror films was we really started to see more, um, get more Japanese horror films in oh, yeah. across the sea. Because I think yeah, I think Ringu, like Ringu and um, uh, the audition. I don't the know if you've grudge. Ever seen... Oh, the grudge. Yep. Have you ever seen the audition? I did. I yeah. did a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while, but that was a that was a really interesting one. Um, yeah, it's def- it definitely one up. of those. Yeah, for like more unsettling, which I think you started to see a lot in the '90s, which was not so much like supernatural stuff, but it was really mm-hmm. like kind of like the the unsettling uh, reality of life. You know, or yeah. the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is, a, like you said, that that uh, pathetic stab at slasher, like slasher revival with things like mm. Scream. I know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking about, but <laughs> um, yeah, there is definitely a big push for that. Which Scream? I mean, that's pretty good. I don't know. It's it's a, it's, it's a definitely good a mainstream. One horror yeah but yeah, i i like it i i you know i i like it i don't think i like it as much as some other people do um mm-hmm. it was it was fine to me yeah um, i know like i know what you did last summer was like ugh. i didn't really care it was a little lame much. <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess it was very um i, I just it, it wasn't very memorable for me you know like mm, yeah no no yeah. it was definitely like tropey as shit honestly a scary movie i remember more than (laughs) (laughs) than that movie i actually i would say i would say the same yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty good but i mean we did have the first found footage movie i was actually up in the 90s about to get to that yep yes blair witch yes very divisive in the horror community i must Mm -hmm. say even today but man I love that fucking movie. I just watched it um, earlier this year. I think M was um, gone on a job, and yeah, I, uh, and I just put it on for shits and giggles. And um, it's, you know, it's for how low budget, and you know, and her overacting 
in it. Yeah. <laughs> at a lot of parts. Um, it's some parts still fucking creep me out. Like I still got some, yeah. you know, yeah. I, and I, and I'm with you. I know a lot of people think it's like, oh man, it's so fucking lame. It's so stupid. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's still one of those movies that still kind of gives me like, gives me the creeps a little bit. For sure. And, yeah. you know, it also talking about its trailblazing qualities. It was one of the first viral marketing campaigns where they marketed it as like, you know, as as if this had really occurred and this was really found footage. Mm-hmm. And they like developed websites and and things about, you know, the missing kids and you know, creating the lore of the Blair Witch itself and really getting people invested in it. And I think I heard something also like much like um, Cannibal Holocaust where people had to go to court to prove that like the people weren't actually dead. <laughs> something similar happened with Blair Witch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think they I think they showed up at the um, MTV was, Video Awards M- or something. Did. Yeah, and then it was mm-hmm. sort of like I think one of the first times in like in a wide audience that people were like, oh, they're actually alive and fine and it was just a movie actors yeah yeah um yeah it's so funny that they did like made those websites like those or you know those 90 like cryptid alien occult websites you know (laughs) it just it's just very funny that you and you can with the horrible um graphics oh yeah well speaking of horrible graphics uh x-files that was huge in the 90s yeah remember watching that ever I do. Um, actually, Em and I were kind of um, watching, kind of rewatching it. You know, her more than I. I was only catching episodes. Yeah. But yeah, there were some, you know, like, in, and that was one where it was hit or miss. You know, some episodes are really good. Yes. Um, some were just kind of eh. But that spawned a couple shows I think would come out in the 2000s, like Fringe was sort of a uh, oh, okay. sort of a, yeah, that was a not a very popular one, but it, it was very much the kind of the same um, kind of premise sure. a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, X-Files is kind of like a fancy modern 90s version of, I would say, a Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. It was very... It was like, um, like a linear story going on. There is a difference there, but it was an anthology more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... Man, it's, it's funny you bring up Twilight Zone because, you know, I, I guess I don't know if we're going to talk about books now or, or a little bit later but i was thinking about certain things that we saw in the 90s especially like the resurrection of of dummies you know, oh or, yeah yeah like like, puppet master and stuff like puppet master or i remember uh goosebumps they had um a night yep. of the living dummy um and it's just mm-hmm. so funny because that all really spawned from um from the twilight zone yeah 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 that was a good one. And, and Tales from the Crypt also has a very famous dummy episode as well. Which one was that? I, I can't remember now. Um, I can't remember. The Ventriloquist Dummy, I think it was called. Man, I am blanking Yeah, it was about a, like an old guy who was like, he was a famous children's entertainer on television for years and years. And he was a wonderful ventriloquist. And he takes this... Um, this guy under his wing to kind of carry on his business. And uh, we find out that the the dummy is actually controlling the man and the man's not controlling the dummy. Oh. And, and infidelity and murder, <laughs> of course, are abound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah. I have to. I have to rewatch some tales from the crypt because it's been a while since I've really watched any of it. And like, oh well, in earnest, yeah. There's an abundance of them on YouTube, and I also have the box set if you'd like to borrow it. What you got the box set? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> so there was a fair share of um, you know, anthologies as well, um or two that come to mind that were really awesome in the 90s. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side being one of them. Oh, Tales from the Dark Side's great. 1990. Yep. Um, Radon Chong, man. <laughs> Radon Chong, man. 
<laughs> you promised. Yes. <laughs> that was really good. Also featured to Stephen King's story in it. Oh, that's right. And um, the other one that I watch pretty frequently, at least once a year, uh, Tales from the Hood. I it's I was just thinking about that one. It's yes. It's delightfully cheesy, but like the stories yes. are actually pretty good. Um, and I fucking love that guy, um, Clarence Williams the third. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was also as in, the devil. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he was like the the uh, funeral director <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he's he's throughout the entire movie, and then he he turns into the the devil at the end. Like horrible um, CGI. CG. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah, CG. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of horrible CG, Spawn. Remember that? I do, and you know what? I know some people really don't like that movie, um, but you know you know who is fucking great in it is um, John Leguizamo. Dude, John Leguizamo, like you, yeah. I can't believe that's him uh, playing. I know the clown. he did a fan. It's like yeah. penguin caliber performance. It, it, dude, really, really, really was. Oh my god, yeah. It's you can't believe um, that it's him. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that for a long time. Really good. Yeah, yeah. he oh, killed god. it. <laughs> I think that was about yeah. the only one who killed it in that movie. It's been so, a while. <laughs> yeah, it. you know, I haven't watched it in many years i you know i love the soundtrack that was my jam yeah. <laughs> it's one of the first cds i bought for myself so fucking I, I 90s. Bought, um yeah i bought three cds the day i got to go in and pick my own it was from the muddy banks of wickshaw uh, nirvana, nirvana. Mm-hmm. uh bush deconstructed which was a bunch of bush remixes I didn't realize there were remixes. I just, oh. I just like saw Bush and I was like, yeah. <laughs> nice. And then the Spawn soundtrack. <laughs> then, yeah, Spawn soundtrack still, man, it was, it has some really good pairings of the, of those bands and DJs or, yes. or you know, yeah. I agree. Or, or the electronic artists. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. <laughs> it's super, oh my God, so 90s, so painfully 90s. Though. Oh boy. It's like Woo. fucking chemical brothers and um yeah it punches me right in the the fanny pack it's (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy Um, so i mean us being kids though growing up in the 90s there was a plethora of things for us you know as we mentioned goosebumps earlier mm -hmm. um are you afraid of the dark and nickelodeon i remember when that came out that was awesome. I was like glued to the TV every Saturday night for Snick to watch the new episode of that. <laughs> um, Hocus Pocus, of oh, course. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Which is not really right. horror. It's like a Halloween movie, but it has witches. So I guess it kind of falls under that umbrella. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, kind of like we were talking about earlier with, um, you know, uh, Night Before Christmas and Edward mm-hmm. Rands. Yeah. Yep. Which and I, then, again, um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, which is also kind of highlights that, which I don't know if the 80s did it as much, um, but like really trying to put like horror and Halloween into like, it, it, like, like make it popular with teens and kids. You know? Oh, and yeah. It kind of like bring it into the family sphere when before it was always sort of regulated to, um, you know, like rated R, not shown in theaters or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was like. Or, or you know, I guess like we would talk about with like uh, DC Comics in the fifties, um, yeah. You know, just just how it was. It was basically ostracized and demonized um, the horror yeah. genre. So it's kind of funny well, seeing like, that, you know, that kind of go full full circle a little. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the fifties also had you know the creature features a lot, which you know Stephen King did mention. I think in on writing or several times throughout his books, like how parents would just kind of dump their kids off at these like matinee showings, double features because they were just kind of silly creature feature films. So I think there was maybe like a a little bit of an element there for, you know, kids and teens, but yeah, it does feel like the nineties really embraced it like full, full on, Um, you know, because you had fear street, you know, which was the young adult Arl Stein books. So was that for a, because I never really read Fear Street. Was that for oh. a little more mature audience than Goosebumps? 
Yeah. Because yeah, Goosebumps it was, was for, very like, like kids. Oh, I see. oh yeah. You can yeah. blast through a Goosebumps book in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Fear Street was, um, yeah, more for teens. It, it centered around like the high school students. I think it was called like Shady Oaks or something um, where where the town was set. And uh, yeah, it was for teenagers. There's like more blood and killing and stuff in it. And, uh, you know, they actually did like a Fear Street movie series on Netflix last year. Yeah, I did. I I did hear that. They did like a couple um, sort of uh, like iterations of it, I think. Like like it went through like decades or something. Um, Yeah. So went through um, they did like a 1990s movie and then there was one set in the 70s, I think. And then the uh, another one was set in like the 1890s or 1790s or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't watch any of them. Um, I did. Did Did you see them or? I did. I I read a fuck ton of um, Fear Street when I was younger. <laughs> I couldn't get enough. So yeah, I watched them, and yeah, I really think they did a good job with keeping in the spirit of the Fear Street books. I don't know if people who didn't read Fear Street would necessarily be into it. Um, but oh, the, I, I mean, see. there was a number of good kills and it was cool. Uh, the movie that was set in like the way back time, they used the same actors that were in the modern times. So oh. their accents were fucking atrocious and it really took me out of it. <laughs> but other than that, it, <laughs> It was it was fun. It was entertaining. Darla, my love, like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, I I I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I guess you know I, having I didn't really read those. I mean, might have been a little too young for some of those. Uh, in yeah. The early nineties. So yeah, I never I never got into those uh, too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I, I'm. That was my jumping off point to Stephen King. I think I had a very brief stint with Fear Street between Goosebumps and Stephen King. And but once I picked up a King book, uh, Fear Street was over. What's the fucking <laughs> point? You it's, know? It's fucking baby <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I I know you mentioned Christopher Pike, which is funny because yes. that's a, a Star Trek character. Um, oh, interesting. You know, Cap Captain Christopher Pike. Um but yeah, is that is that also kind of Kind of Very similar. Fear Street. Oh, okay. um, a little more mature, I would say, from what I remember, or like a lot more mature, probably mm. more like mid to late teens audience. Um, actually, uh, Flanagan, you know, the guy who did Midnight Mass, and um, did you see Midnight Mass? I don't think Netflix? I did. No, I don't think I did. Dude, fucking watch it. It's Midnight really Mass? good. Oh, okay. Really is good. It um, movie or l- series? Series. Okay. Um, did you see the Haunting of Hill House series? Um, I saw the Haunting of Hill House. Um, that that wasn't that wasn't the one that just came out uh, like a year or two ago. Um, that was the, what, the haunt. No, that was a haunting of uh, Bly Manor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Hill House Hill was House. a couple years before Bly Manor. Man, there's so many of those fucking like the haunting movies, you know. I know, um, I know. Hill House of... was pretty good. Okay, um, yeah. Okay, so it was a Shirley Jackson. Yes. Film. Bly Manor is based on Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Really good book. So, um, so is the is the Haunting of Hill House also like the haunt is uh, kind of tied in with the haunting from from uh, actually from the 90s? No, no. Haunting of Hill House is um, a different thing than the haunting. Oh okay, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, looking at it, I don't think I saw it. No. Wow, dude, Haunting of Hill House, skip Bly Manor, uh, go directly to to um, well, what did I just say? Haunting of Hill House. At the the mass one. Oh oh, uh, midnight, midnight mass. mass. Yeah okay. Midnight mass, really good. Anyway, he's doing also a, an adaptation of The Fall of the House of Usher. FYI. Oh, okay. I no, I'm I don't excited. think anybody's tackled that in 40 years. A very long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he's adapting uh, one of my favorite Christopher Pipe books, which was uh, The Midnight Club, um, into a series as well. 
So I'm looking forward to that coming out. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, man. Yeah. You know, so I, when I was younger, I was, I know you were the, you know, vivacious reader. Um, then yeah. I, I, I hated reading <laughs> when I was younger. I, <laughs> I didn't do a lot of reading until, until I got a little, uh, into my, you know, a little older, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. fuck, I just, I, I, I just pulled up Stephen King books in the nineties just cause I was curious. He had a busy decade. <laughs> oh man. He's, he's been busy. His whole his, life. I don't know how he finds life. time to fucking sleep. Yeah, man. It's it's just like, I mean, the 90s was, man, a lot of his really, uh, really good shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, wow. he did a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot of his um, uh, anthologies in the 90s, or at least a few of them in the 90s, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, some of his best stuff, as we've mentioned before. I do remember you having, like, I remember getting into Goosebumps, though, uh, guys. I think you had a few of the books. Actually, you, you had quite a yes. few. Yeah, you had a pretty I did. nice, I had a nice lot. collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a ton of them. I, I freaking loved Goosebumps like no other. It's yeah. So awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, which is kind of cool. I guess it's it's kind of an interesting, even though I, you know, they're they're probably really cheesy and stuff. But I, I, you know, I, I did oh, yeah. appreciate that, you know, like it was trying to get kids, um, in you know, young in younger teens into into horror, you know, and and making yeah. it accessible to where parents weren't, um, you know, fucking, you know, trying to lynch the <laughs> the author for you know corrupting the yeah. children. Um, yeah, it was all definitely very tame for but sure. I felt, but I guess going back to what we originally were talking about with, um, you know, are you afraid of the dark, which always kind mm -hmm. of felt like goosebumps. Like it was sort of the, cause they, you know, they did do the goosebump, um, uh, TV series and I think it started in the nineties. Yeah. Um, but, but it kind mm -hmm. of, are you afraid of the dark always kind of felt very similar. Like it was in that similar vein. Um, it almost felt like goosebump stories. You know, by the time the series came out, the Goosebumps series, I was done with Goosebumps. I had been for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but Are You Afraid of the Dark came out quite a bit before that, I feel like. Yeah, I think and it did. I was really into that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember I, watching that with you a lot. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was super into it. <laughs> I just want to see when it came out. Let's see, release date, 1990. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, quite a bit earlier. Ran for, oh. six, ran for six years. Well, two, I'm two seeing revival the season series. one. says the tale of the Phantom Cab was 1992, which was the first episode, which makes more sense because mm. in 1990, I would have only been six, and I feel like I was definitely older than that. When I saw oh, the okay. first episode. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe the original series, it says, man, okay, yeah, I'm fucking Wikipedia. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, I mean, see, kids, this is it, why you it, don't trust Wikipedia. <laughs> well, it was Canadian. So perhaps it was airing in Canada, you know, before it got to America. Oh, okay. Actually, that That's would possible. That would make a little more sense then. Yeah. Because this is, okay, so again, this is Wikipedia, so I fucking don't know. But it <laughs> says the series premiered with the episode The Tale of the Twisted Claw as a pilot in 1990. Oh, oh but you're right, Canadian Television Network. Um, ah. Yep. So wouldn't, wouldn't air on Nickelodeon until 19, end of 1991, but then it was on SNCC in 1992. Yep, and it looks like the first episode aired uh the day after my birthday in 1992 what a gift <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, I awesome mean, yeah it's kick-ass i mean it pfft, i tried to watch some episodes uh recently and it is it's unfucking watchable um yeah you know john tron I, I i know he's had some controversy surrounding him but 
that aside, uh, he has two episodes where he talks about goosebumps, and it is absolutely. I'm sorry. Are you afraid of the dark? And they are amazing. It's so funny. <laughs> I would definitely recommend <laughs> anybody who is a fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, check those out. Yeah, I, I, I always just like with any stuff like that, kind of reaching back in in time in your memory. It's like always just snippets. Um, yeah. So I think I remember like the clown in a mall. It was like was a video in- game clown, or he was like yes. an arcade. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, there, or he's inside a pinball machine. That's right. Yeah, in the malls, like yeah. the pinball machine. <laughs> so it was just yep, like the tale Indiana. of the pinball wizard, I think, or something like that. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to the Who song, unfortunately. Oh man, <laughs> I watched that one recently, and oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that one was 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 pretty bad. Um, yeah. Then there was one with like a pool. Uh, it was like the school swimming pool, and like yep. a ghost, kind of like a like a almost like a um, yeah, like rotting. Zombies. Yeah, zombie yeah. thing. Yeah, that one was pretty intense. Yeah, I kinda remember that one actually being uh pretty good for, you know, for the time. Yeah. Yeah, that one was that one was pretty messed up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um man, what other good nineties things uh are there to talk about? I mean, video stores. That was Oh family was, value. Oh my gosh. I miss the video store experience as I'm sure a lot of you people that are around our age or older do. It was just such a a fun thing to go in there and look at the covers and like get stoked about a cover then you take the movie home and it's the worst piece of fucking shit you've yeah. ever seen in your life. <laughs> and you, you always keep doing it. You always pick it by the cover, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's so funny I went we went to back to Chilton. Um you know, yeah. just a few weeks ago, and they finally closed down that family value. What? Yeah, because that wow. was open way when past we were... the the video store age. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I think, yeah, and, and it looked like it had just recently shut because they still had the sign up, like the the lot, the the you know place was still open, like you know there was there no yeah. other business had moved in. So it must have not been that long ago that it shut down. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's cool for them. That's kind of nice. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Family Values was like the smaller mom and pop version of Blockbuster or or Hollywood yeah. Video. Yep. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I remember going to the video store so much when I was younger and know because i'm a pushy person or i can be i <laughs> whenever i went to sleepovers i would uh insist that we would rent horror movies mm-hmm. which we always did yeah and um funny enough the first time i saw sleepaway camp which is not a 90s movie but it's very controversial horror movie i picked it out because of the cover you know it was a like a bloody tennis shoe on a knife oh yeah oh yeah 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 so <laughs> We pick up the movie, go back to my friend Christina's house, and man, she, her parents were pretty religious. Thank God they weren't up when we were watching this, but like <laughs> I watched it at her house. You just lost a friend. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we hung out too much after that. Um, <laughs> I I was shocked and appalled, and I I don't even remember how she reacted, but uh, she's weak. No. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was just kind of the way it went, though. You never know what you're gonna get with the with the movie covers, and uh, I chose wrongly for that moment in time. Yeah, I mean, well, because it was. I mean, up until that the end scene, it's actually not all that bad. I from no, what I, from what I recall, it's sort of like no. your normal like kind of camp slasher slasher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene that well, yeah, it, that scene still is <laughs> is very disturbing. Yeah, for very sure. Cre- very creepy and and weird. It is. It's I heard the second strange. one was good though. I heard the second one was pretty good and fun. Second one is really fun. It's is it fun? Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous <laughs> and and really stupid. But I I like it. I've seen it several times. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I, I guess talking about really crazy, you know, 
movies from the 90s, I was I was thinking uh, uh, Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. Which was yeah. sort of like interesting. I mean, because Peter Jackson, you know, Lord of the Rings director, um, mm-hmm. his early stuff was always kind of gross. But, you know, Dead Alive came out in the 90s and it was, you know, mildly well known, I, I would say, in the 90s. Yeah. And, um, and it was definitely kind of that like gave uh, Evil Dead um, a run oh. for its money as far as grossness. For sure. It was definitely a gross out film. And then after that, he did um, The Frighteners. Oh, that's right. The Frighteners. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, kind of riding the line between like family and horror. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. Yeah, I know we've mentioned that a few times um, randomly on episodes, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was definitely like a kind of like a horror comedy, I guess you, you could say. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch it with my very, very small children, but um. Well, I don't have any, so I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it seems appropriate for like the the wee little ones. It's um, it, it's kind of messed up in a couple parts. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, yeah, man, it's been so long since I've seen it. Um, I don't. Yeah, I only remember a few scenes really. But oh, um, you you should watch it again. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I might. I have to bust that out this this Halloween. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's another a one. another one that kind of had a resurgence in the '90s was like the kind of like the creature feature mm-hmm. ones, but it was always just oversized animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like Placid or um, Deep Blue mm-hmm. Sea, you know, shit like that. Yep. Uh, mimic. Actually, what did you always what did you think of Mimic? Because I I always thought Mimic was kind of interesting, but um, but I was also really small, or I was pretty young when I saw it, and I haven't seen it since. It was fine, yeah. um, you know, it it's it's rewatchable. It's nothing um, groundbreaking, but you know, it it's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess I yeah I really don't remember much of it. I don't remember if it actually had like much of a plot. You know, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it it had a reasonable plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't confirm that for sure, but <laughs> it, it was interesting. Yeah, man. Um, oh, so Anaconda. Gotta love Anaconda. Sorry. Oh, Anaconda. Oh, god. Fuck it, awful. Oh. <laughs> so bad. the riff tracks for that is great. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yep. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, Rift Tracks is sort of like the continuation of Mystery Science Theater uh, mm-hmm. with, with those with those guys. Um, That's so, fabulous. Yeah, wonderful. They, they do modern, well, well more modern movies. And so yeah. Mystery Science Theater, who does a lot of older, you know, lost films or, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great shit. Definitely recommend. Um, yeah. Video games. Resident Evil. Fucking Resident Evil. That came Evil. out in the nineties. I I saw that for the first time at a sleepover. I was at again, another sleepover, and um, it was so incredible. I've been a huge fan ever since. I still play Resident Evil games to this day. <laughs> yeah, and replay I was, them. We were just talking about um, um, like the uh, Resident Evil VR. Um, because we were doing yeah. four, and they, I guess they also have it for seven, which yes. seems fucking creepy, man. I would like, love to play it on seven. I don't have a VR for my PlayStation, but man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one at some point, and I really want to play <laughs> it on VR. You know, it also came out uh, was a, it was a very good one. Um, um, it came out actually at the very tail end. Uh, Silent Hill came out in '99. Silent Hill's awesome too. Silent Hill's very good. So good. Yeah. Um, yep. And then like Doom came out in the nineties, didn't it? I, f- I, f- what was it? Oh no. Yeah. I I thought maybe Doom Doom came out in the late eighties, uh, but ninety three actually. I'm looking. Oh, at it came it. out ninety three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doom. Um. Freaking Parasite Eve. I love that game. Oh, fucking Parasite Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, gosh, man, they put out a bunch of Resident Resident Evil 3 was already out by the time the 90s ended. That's crazy. Really? No shit. Yeah. A House of the Dead, an arcade classic. 
Oh, dude, I, I finally beat that with somebody the other day. Did you really? Yeah, dude. We fucking oh. beat it. Yeah. In the it arcade? Cost... Yeah. How yeah. much? Uh, How much? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> at least, you, you know, know. it's worth it. At least, at the very least, $5. Oh, that's not that much. I was thinking like 20 bucks. Well, okay, hold on. So I guess maybe... <laughs> <laughs> 75 cents or how many tokens i don't know it it, it was a lot it was it was it was yeah, yeah. I, I have to say at well, the totally least five dollars but it was probably more than that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i felt very accomplished it was very fun oh i've never even gotten close so that's that's awesome yeah, i would be very proud to, you need to burn those those quarters man yeah. It's just like you just get, yeah. like have them on the ready and it's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might as well do it at something you think you can beat rather than just wasting it on like a little dabble here, a little dabble there. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm on board with that. That's awesome you, that you did that. And it, and you really need someone who's going to stick by you and spend right. just as much as you do. <laughs> and he's not going to call it quits because you're at $10 already. No, no, I would do it. I'd be like, all right. Let's do this. But, I mean, there's no need for you to do it again. You've done it once. Uh, Yeah, I totally would. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's a date. We got to do it. What's more impressive than beating it once? Beating it twice. Twice. Yeah. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) So, it's it's funny because, like, I always say Resident Evil was sort of a, you know, it was sort of a mix between mist and, like, a kind of like a horror, you know, with, 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 like, a horror um atmosphere yeah you know like first person shooter, puzzle game puzzle Mm -hmm. slash shooter yeah yeah so like what what besides you know just being a horror fan like was there anything that really attracted you when you first saw resident evil or was it just sort of that horror element that um kind of drew you in i think the thing that got like really captured me was like i was used to video games being in like you know 16 bit 8 bit type of format I think this Mm -hmm. might have been the first time I had seen a PlayStation as well. Um, On the intro of this game, though, they had, like, film. Like, there was live-action intro on it. So there was, like, actual actors on the screen. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So I got sucked in by that. And then, you know, it kind of opens with the bang. You you get the team into the, the main hall, and then you go into the dining room and... You know, through the dining room into the hallway, and then a zombie attack you, taxi right away. And it, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I guess the horror thing was the biggest thing, but I think I was also dazzled by the new technology as well. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, because it was quite a it was quite a leap when PlayStation came out, or at least it seemed to be. Anybody who was like yeah. used to the old Nintendo games, um, yeah, <laughs> Resident Evil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that they've been kind of rebooting it every so often and and up in the graphics and, you know, just improving that original game experience with with more modern technology. I've really appreciated all of those reboots and I've played every single one and they're great. Is there because it seems like most of them are pretty. you know, like they still hold up and like and and you know did pretty well. Was there one that you were disappointed with, um, in the franchise or? Oh yeah, um, six was terrible. Is that and that's is that the one you're where you're in Africa, or something? No, that was five. I'm actually one oh, okay. of the few people who really likes that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. Um, their mercenaries is fucking kick ass. I'm I love the mercenaries mode. You know, when you beat the the game proper, then you unlock mercenaries mode, and it's basically a challenge to kill as many um, zombies as you can to get points, and then you also have to get time banks as well to add on to your time. And um, mm. I'm I'm pretty good at it, I I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> so, I love what it. was it about six? Was it? Um... Well, they kind of changed the whole format out of it. It felt to me like they wanted to be more like a Halo type thing, but it just failed spectacularly. Um, uh, the game mechanics sucked. Um, it was is really that is that short. one where you like punch a boulder 
or some shit? Was that on six? You know, I don't remember. I I didn't even make it through the entire game. I was just so disappointed with the new format. I mean, there wasn't really even like a puzzle solving element. There was no, and and Phi was kind of like that as well. I will admit. I mean, there was a little bit of the puzzle solving element to it, but it was it was really fading fast by that time. Um, and six mm. just seemed to completely do away with it. I mean, it was gorgeous graphics, but it was just. Eh. This wasn't wasn't Resident Evil. Mm. So I'm I'm glad that they got back on board in seven. They really just kind of like back to the drawing board, really like gave into that ambiance, the tension, the puzzle solving element of it. I mean, the the real creepiness of it. It was more like tactical bullshit in six. But in seven, oh, they okay, they really went back to basics. It was, it's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's hard too. It's a, it's a tough one. Yes, I've been I, I've been I've been stuck sort of by it around the beginning for a while. I I saved last at a point where I cannot advance. I have to start over. Fucking sucks. That, 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 that's what happened to me too. I I like no ammo. Like, yeah. Anything. I'm I'm just like kind of fucking. I'm fucked. Might as well now. cut your losses and start over. Yeah, I guess I might yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're kind of getting up on time here. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about or mention? or? Um. Well, you know, Adam's family. I don't know. I've, oh, oh, I yeah. really just wanted to bring that up because what an amazing two movies and just super iconic and um i think that's one of my favorite things to come out of the 90s that horror wise that or horror adjacent i would say i mean i rewatch those sometimes a couple times a year um just amazing yeah it's definitely um you know it's with a lot of movies the you know the sequel usually sucks or it's you know mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to like capture you know what made the first one so popular if it did get to a popular point and yeah um, yeah i mean i honestly like the second one i sometimes it's it's back and forth because like the second one's great it's um, yeah it's better yeah. in some ways i mean the first I, and that's kind of what i was thinking a little bit yeah. yeah it's fantastic they just the casting was absolutely perfect i don't know if you could have gotten more perfect with the casting um i mean pugsley kind of sucks but you know, he's kind of a non-character uh, anyway, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, he was fine, I guess. You know, it's, yeah, he was definitely overshadowed, but, um, but yeah. you know, it wasn't a bad character choice. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess Christina yeah. Ricci was so fucking good that, you know, what? <laughs> how are you going to compete with that? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one to end on. Um, and I know they just redid, uh, or they're doing an Adam's family which tr- trying to make it more like the old comics, I guess. Or, I don't know if it was a comic or it was like a, like an illustrated book well, or it was, it was a, a comic, uh, like way, um, like mid century, maybe even a little bit before, um, mm. John Adams, I think his name was, maybe it wasn't John, but his, the dude's who did the cartoon his last name was adams and uh yeah i i don't remember if it ran in a newspaper or perhaps it was the new yorker or something like that some sort of prominent publication that he ran this this mm-hmm. cartoon in um and it was yeah it was wildly popular um you know back when it came out and uh it was, you know, macabre as well, you know, just just in the the, the feel of the Adams family. Um, and then of course the the series happened in the sixties, nineteen sixty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Adams was his name. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Some uh, nineteen thirty eight is when the comic started. So really, yeah. No shit. Wow. Yeah been around a long time and and like what Dude, a way to 30s. to revive something that old and just make it 
completely relatable and amazing to modern audiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess what makes the 90s one so good was uh, Tim Burton, I believe, right? Or was it Tim Burton? No. Oh, no, it wasn't. Who, who was it? Ah, uh, fuck. Um, well, that just well, that just fucked up my whole point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, or yeah, Sonnenfeld, and um, yeah, I, I mean, all these names I'm looking at besides the actors, I don't recognize at all. That's yeah. so interesting because you could absolutely mistake it for a, a Tim Burton film. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Uh, he did uh, the Men in Black trilogy and Wild Wild West as well. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I still love the the first Men in Black's great. You know, it's 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 funny and and it's pretty good. But cool. Oh, interesting. He also originally worked as a cinematographer for the Coen Brothers before he did the Adams Family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I guess that would kind of make some sense. Um, yeah. Because it, it it's it's is also wonderfully shot. Yes. Um, yeah, like I love how you know it's because it is this great ensemble of actors, and um, but but he always leaves room to really like capture the house, especially in the first one. You know, yeah. Um, just it, showing which, off re- that set, <laughs> which is really great because the first one is is mostly you know them in the house and really showing off the set and and kind of putting you there. And this what's good about the second one is it takes them all out of that and puts them in different environments still yeah being like the Adams school family. camp like the camp yeah hotel um, yeah <laughs> yeah like fester being like uh, a rich you know being in like a mansion <laughs> with like a wig you know like a fucking toupee and shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> man christopher it's lloyd so is good. so great in that yeah dude uh, yeah we gotta watch that on thanksgiving <laughs> oh fuck yeah dude of course always <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, there's not much else we can talk about. I mean, we could sit here and talk forever about Forever and ever, forever, yeah. Right? But yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of where it all began for, for us, you know, mm-hmm. kind of with this, this lifelong uh, love, love yep. of, of, of all all the horror. So, yep, and it, yeah. and it's kind of a window into the type of stuff that we enjoy because, you know, horror is such an expansive topic and there's so many different burrows of it. And, you know, of course, we haven't explored all of them, but, you know, it's kind of some of what we do in the show also. You know, we'll explore the little tinier burrows here and there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's really where it had a chance to grow and blossom. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, and we'll have to maybe do uh, another film series where we do our 90s picks. God, that's going to be fucking hard, but, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a really yeah. tough one. Yeah. So, well, thank you all for uh, going down um, Reminiscent Alley with us. Yep. <laughs> um, I guess we should do socials. Uh-huh. So you can follow us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast, on Instagram at Under Pendulum Podcast, on Twitter at Pendulum underscore pod, on TikTok at Under the Pendulum. And you can find all our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods. You can find me, Heather, on Facebook, Heather Thomas, Instagram, h.n.thomas, Twitter, Heather W. Thomas, and you can hear my narrations on Creepy, Tales to Terrify, Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, and The Wicked Library. Damn, you didn't read anything. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can find me on Instagram and uh by searching for Christopher Weber 13V and Facebook by searching for Christopher Weber. And you can find Kate on Instagram at Frothy Star Dog. I guess October's coming, so. I know. Get uh, your spook get your spook on, everybody. Get your spook on. Show us your costumes. Show us what you're working on. Don't be <laughs> a stranger. Yeah, I know we've been, we've done a couple lighthearted ones, so I think we'll have some uh some really good stuff planned for October. Um, so stay tuned yep. and um, yeah thank you for listening and we will see you next time goodbye like <laughs> goodbye oh my god it's coming to god <laughs>